Call me sentimental, but to me, the most joyful moment in sports is the soccer goal. And when that goal happens at the World Cup, well, it's pretty good. I'm Brian Phillips. With the 2022 Men's World Cup approaching, I'm making a podcast called 22 Goals on the Ringer Podcast Network. It's about 22 of the most fire emoji goals in the history of the tournament. We're going to have so much fun. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome to the Ringers Philly Special. I'm Sheil Kapati, and we're switching it up today. We went big on the Eagles yesterday, me and Ben Solak, with a deep dive into that Eagles-Cardinals matchup. That's already in your feed, but guess what? Phillies are in the playoffs. They haven't said that in a while, and we wanted to talk about that on the show. And so we've got the man I consider like the unofficial mayor of Philadelphia, like the under, if you want to know about uh, Philly culture, Philly weirdness, uh, if you need rulings on anything Philly, uh, this is the go-to guy, Dan McQuaid from Defector. Dan, thank you for joining me today. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. Being the unofficial mayor is better than being the actual mayor. You know, when you're the actual mayor in Philly, uh, you know, you get booed at, at events. You you get, you know, Mayor Kenny. People don't even say his name right. People call him Mayor Kennedy, you know. So uh so yeah, I'm glad I'm glad to be the the unofficial mayor, even if the pay yeah. is worse. Yeah, I think you have to maintain that uh, credibility. Like you could probably start a great site about like underground Philly stuff and, you know, stuff you see. But uh, you need to that would that would be like selling out. I almost uh, I almost feel like so you you can't uh, do that. You can follow Dan at DHM. We just want to talk about the Phillies. I think we're we're around the same age. I read your column for Defe- for Defector on the Phillies, and I w- it was just bringing up like uh, nostalgic feelings within me. And I was thinking, oh, okay, he was doing that. I was doing this at that time. Oh, he was doing this in 2007. I remember where I was in 2007. And now we've got a team that I think has been a fun team. It's been more Phillies than I've watched since that 2011 season. Like they fired Girardi, and then they became really fun. And, you know, it's just one of those things when you're watching a baseball team, you have it on in the background and then you're kind of checking the scores and then you're like, oh, they might be actually doing doing some things. I I feel like a, a connection with these players. They kind of battled. They were uh, they persevered. What was your relationship with this like Phillies team? Was it different than, you know, whatever the teams of the last uh, 11 years or so? Sure. I mean, definitely, you know, they had a couple runs this season that that were, you know, pretty good. You know, obviously they had, they had started, uh, there's been a couple times in recent years where they started, you know, like three and oh, or, or, or four and oh, and people got excited. And then by April, you know, they were, you know, 10 and 15 or whatever. And, and, and that was the, that was the, the, the end of that excitement. And obviously, you know, this year they made uh, a change in manager firing Joe Girardi and, 
um, hiring Rob Rob Thompson. And and you know, I think the consensus around that was that ah, oh, well, you know, they're they're the Phillies. Like that's not really going to change anything. And it it really did. And you know, <laughs> I went back and was reading some of the things I I had I had uh, written. One like I forgot that like earlier in the season, like you know, there was lots of discussions over whether Joe Girardi was using Corey. Can able. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, I mean, he's not even pitching, you know, he's he's out for the season. Um, you know, the bullpen has been completely, you know, re it was like remade before the season and then remade again during the the season. You know, I think the Phillies uh, the the signings they made in the in the off season um obviously this, you know, this year when, you know, the big deal was like, oh, they went over the the payroll, the rich the rich guy is spending a bit more of his <laughs> of, of his money. And as much as like, it's like, uh, you know, I, I can't, I can't really get, you know, too, too into, you know, too excited about a rich guy, you know, spending some, just a small percentage of his money, but you know, that sort of, uh, you know, in investment does get you excited even at the very start of, of the season, like, Oh, they have some new players, right. They're going to, they're going to be, be better. And obviously, you know, Castellanos hasn't been, you know, super good this year, but Schwarber has been, has been awesome. And, you know, like a, a home run hitter, he's been really, really fun to watch this year. Anytime, you know, there is a, the Phillies have a big home run hitter. We had it with, with Ryan Howard for, for a, for a, you know, a long, longest stretch. Um, You know, that guy's at bats, I think are, are always the most, you know, exciting to watch because you think, Oh, maybe he hits a home run here and I get to see it. You know, (laughs) when I was uh, back in I think it was 2006 it must have been I was at a game where you know Ryan Howard hit three home runs in in one game and you know it's like such a great memory of like being there with a with a friend and you know being like oh you hit one oh you hit two oh you hit three you know <laughs> that's sort of what I'm um you know this was the first year and obviously you know they made the playoffs so so it's it's easy to say this but this was the first year you know in in a while where I felt like, oh, watching the Phillies was was something that I that I wanted on in the background, yes. as opposed to something that I was going to have on and then turn up and discuss. Not that the Phillies, you know, didn't stumble into this postseason and uh, and and you know may make me tar- turn the game off and discuss, you know, Friday. But <laughs> yeah. you know, we'll yeah, see. no, they they they've definitely been the most fun t- Phillies team in a long time. And you're right. Yeah. I was just looking just a week ago. I was looking on, on the athletic. The headline was the Phillies are authoring the club's worst collapse since 1964. They have seven games to rewrite it. That was a week ago from when we're recording. And so that's what it felt like after that, that series uh, against the Cubs. And then they get in and now I'm like totally in a reverse mo- mode where I was like reading the athletic today. And I'm like, no one's picking them. Look at this. Everyone's picking the Cardinals. Oh man, come on, get out of here. But I saw, I saw your, your former employers wrote, I actually copied it. I was like doing some research. (laughs) They have three of the best hitters of all time. Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, and the ageless Albert Pujols in the middle of their lineup. Are these really three of the best hitters of all time? You know, maybe Pujols, you know, obviously he's had a resurgent year, but like, I, I don't, I, you know, they are, they are really, you know, I mean, and if I were to, to say my myself yeah they're not going to go anywhere in these in these playoffs but 
you know, also as a Philly sports fan, you know, we are some of the softest fans on earth. I am very angry at all of these, at, at all of these <laughs> national writers giving the Phillies zero respect, even though like I myself am giving them zero respect. I, I like, I don't know. Like now I want the You're Phillies allowed to, go, to, yeah. to go crush the Cardinals and, uh, and, you know, show, show everybody up. You know, I think the year that they won the, World Series, you know, nobody picked the Phillies to beat the Dodgers in the NLCS that year. Like, I'm almost positive, like that. Like everybody was like, "Oh, the Dodgers are gonna are gonna win this series," you know. So you you never know. Maybe this is the start of a new run for the Phillies, right? Yeah, and then you know, the last time they were in the playoffs, of course, faced the Cardinals. I mean, remember that Phillies team in 2011? Like, I don't remember them losing a game. They they won 102 games, but just going through that season that summer, like every loss was a surprise. You just felt like there was no chance they were losing a game with Halliday, Hamels, Lee, Oswald, that the Vanimal, Van, Van, Vance Worley, and then they go in and they lose to the Cardinals there in the first round of the playoffs. Ryan Achilles. Terraces. Okay, that was that was the first. That was the last time uh, they were in the playoffs. So what what we're talking about there with just you know it's it's fun to kind of have some some sports hate. You you know I was like like you said we were both we were both we were both without telling each other reading articles this morning and getting mad about how no one was picking the Phillies and and that kind of brings me to your uh, your column which I wanted to get to and then bring it back around because I think uh, like I said for people who are kind of our age there's been these three spurts of a good team and they've been very different 93 was sort of like wow you know I've been alive for a while I've been a kid for a while I've watched the Phillies and this is the first time they've actually had a team to get excited about and they're in the playoffs that was my first favorite team I was 10 years old uh you know they, they make the make the playoffs there and what I really remembered about that as I was reading your piece was like that's when I learned uh to kind of sports hate like I just Paul Molitor they cannot get this guy out Ed's Sprague, John Olerud, like all these guys, these names were just popping up in my head uh, from from ten year old Shiel. And you sh- you you wrote about this, but uh, share some of your memories from that that ninety three team and kind of the place they have in your uh, in your Philly heart as a sports fan. Sure, um, you know, so I wrote in the in the article about how my sixth grade class um, at at my at my grade school did a class photo that we, and I, I can't remember, I think it might've been the whole grade. It was, I, it was at least my class. And we did a class photo where we wore our Phillies gear and sent it, took a picture and then sent it to Mitch Williams to be like, Oh, you know, don't, don't feel bad. These children posed for a photo. Um, what I, what the lead of my story was about is that like, I, you know, Mitch Williams wore a headband that said, no fear. I made a, a headband that said, no fear uh and wore it for that for that photo and everybody made fun of me you know not that i'm still not that i'm you know thinking about that you know 20 25 plus years later uh no um i i uh i i don't i like it was so i'm also 39 we are the are, I, we oh, okay are, exact same age yeah we are the same age i was 10 the phillies were not you know, any good until that year, you know, in 90, I think it was 91. Um, they won 13 games in a row at one point. And I remember being at the vet for 
for one of those games. And that was the only other stretch I can remember before where the Phillies like had any sort of, you know, hope around them. And then like, I think if you go back and look at it, the Phillies were under 500 during that whole stretch where they won <laughs> all those, all those games in a row. I, I remember on my wall as a kid, I must've put it up. I can't imagine having put it up when I was five years old. So I must've put it up later. Uh, there was like a bumper sticker from, you know, MAB Paints or some other sort of Philly sponsor that I had on my wall as a kid that said a pennant date in 88. And obviously the Phillies <laughs> did not did not win the pennant or, or get close to the pennant in 1988. And yeah, so, you know, I was I was 10. It was definitely the first time I really got into the the Phillies. You know, I can I have like very vivid memories of like you know applauding with with my with my mother when you know uh mitch williams got the final out of the uh of the national league championship series and and then yeah feeling really bad when they lost my 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 mother and i actually went to the uh world series game four where they lost 15 to 14 so you know, I, I got a very, you know, at 10 years old, I was I was inducted into the like I was like thrown headfirst into the like, this is what being a Philadelphia sports fan is uh, like. Um, but obviously, you know, we I like the Phillies enough to put on a no fear headband and, and risk uh, yeah. risk being made fun of by my by my classmates. Yeah, the 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 heartbreak feeling as a kid, like it's sort of one you don't realize at the time, but then you know later you're looking back, you're like, okay, that's part of being a sports fan is for the, those moments where you're just absolutely crushed, and then on the rare, rare, rare occasions where the team actually comes through, it makes it that much sweeter. Uh, you you also wrote about that 2000, you know, the stretch from 2007 to 2011, which you know we could both live to be a hundred, and they're never gonna have a stretch like that uh, again. Again, probably I was in my uh, 20s at the time working for Philly.com and we did these like online chats. And so that was a very different experience for me where it was just, all right, you're, you're kind of with, you know, hundreds of Phillies fans just online typing away. You're all watching the, the games together. But I thought the way you framed it was exactly right, where you said they were cool. And it was like, yeah, that that's right. I mean, we went, I didn't realize till you wrote it that we went our whole childhood seeing one good Phillies team. Like we were grown adults, but the next time they made the playoffs and those teams, it was just like, all right, 2007, uh, you know, the Mets collapse and they get in. That was awesome. But then after that, the expectations were so high. You're just like, this team is stacked. They're going to get there every season. And they just, you know, got in year after year after year. And it was like a party at Citizens Bank Park. Like it was just, you know, every, anytime you went, anytime you saw people go, they were cool. They were popular. I remember at that time at Philly.com, you're checking like traffic numbers and it's like, Ooh, the Phillies are kind of right there uh, with the Eagles, which is, you know, usually unheard of, but people were really into that team at the time. And uh, I remember when they won the World Series, I was at the, the Philly.com offices and just you're basically pulling an all-nighter because it's like, all right, if this is the time they do it, then you're working through the night and just taking a, a cab home at like 530 uh, in the morning and seeing the remnants on the street and then going to the parade. But in my opinion, one of, one of my like sports fan takes is that the best seasons are the ones that kind of come out of nowhere with no expectations, you know, where you're just like, oh, this team's kind of cool. And then all of a sudden you get to the end and they're in the playoffs. Those were for the most part, 
very different teams where it was just like, you're expected to do it every year. And then if you don't win the World Series, it's almost a disappointment. What, what are your memories from kind of that crazy stretch from, from seven to 11, where they were just so good every year? Sure. You know, uh, that's interesting. You say the one, you know, the best teams are the ones that sort of come out of nowhere. I have like a very vivid memory of being at a game early in 2007. And my girlfriend at the time and I had like tickets in in um, right field and like Jason Worth made like a mistake. And the fans, you know, there, there weren't very many, but the fans in our section were chanting worthless, worthless, like, <laughs> you know. And then obviously this guy would later become, you know, like a, a postseason hero for, for for the Phillies. You know, somebody who who I think is remembered here, you know, forever. The Phillies actually came back and won this game. It was against, I believe, Houston. And it was like, if you if you go back and were to look at it, like the like they won on a walk off, I don't know, let's say double or whatever. And if you go back and look at it, the guy was clearly out at home plate at the at the at the play at the plate. But um, you know, you said, you know, I, I wrote that the Phillies were were cool. You know, I have like a vivid memory of like going, getting ready to go to a Phillies game and like telling some of my some people who I, you know, like uh how can I phrase this? Like you know, like cool hipster women being like, oh, I'm going to the Phillies tonight. <laughs> and these and these people like saying in unison, like, oh, cool. Like, like not people who like sports, not, you know, like these this this this, this time that I said I was going to do the game. I'm thinking about it. You know, it is it is my 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 ex and her friends like they they went to Oberlin. That's how like like low like one this gives you an insight into what type of woman i think is cool um two uh you know like these are not people who are like oh the big sports fans you know like they are uh they are they are rooting for the yo men and yo women there um and and you know the phillies were like something that was cool it was like a tv show you put on every night and they were like it was gonna end it was gonna end good you know, and even in the stretch, you know, if you look at like the attendance in like, you know, 2012, 2013, you know, that there was, you know, even though the team didn't make the playoffs and again, you know, there was carryover, right? People were still like excited, you know, the, 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 the world series win had happened, you know, pretty recently, the big stretch of, of great games had happened um, recently. You know, a thing that I, that I re remember is like, um, you know, like I, I really enjoy, you know, getting i'm going to talk about a different sport now but um you know back in the in the spring i had like two friends who i went to high school with came over to watch the sixers game three in the first round and it was great you know so it was a game that that you know Embiid won like one on the three at the end sixers were getting killed earlier but it was great like we just sort of like caught up uh, you know and weren't yeah and then the Sixers came back, you know, and I, I love those sort of things where whether it's someone's house or like a bar or, 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 or whatever, when you can get together with your friends, maybe people who aren't even that interested in sports and you can be like, hey, this is a playoff game. This is important. Let's let's hang out. And, let, you know, it's like you get to have like a Super Bowl party, you know, every every couple yeah. of nights, you know. But one of the things that we talked about, you know, when we were you know watching the Sixers game was. A time in 2001 when we gathered in my parents' basement for game one of the 2001 NBA Finals and the, and the Sixers won. And, you know, this is a memory that, you know, I don't see these people too, too often anymore. And this is like a memory that we, you know, still share, you know, all this, all this time uh, later. You know, it's, it's really, you know, obviously, you know, the Sixers lost that, 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 that series. But, 
you know, that season, much like the, the, you know, a lot of the Philly seasons, you know, have a lot of really good memories for, for me and not even necessarily with like the, the games that I'm going to, it's like, you know, it's like, Oh, I had a really great time hanging with my friends, watching the Phillies. I, you know, these, these women thought something I was doing was cool. You know, these are, these are the, like, these are the, yeah. uh, you know, these sort of like, uh, you know, uh, knockoff effects of sports um, that, that, that I really enjoy. And I think is, is really, um, you know, most exciting about like this, you know, this time when teams are in the playoffs, you know, my, my, my wife isn't, isn't a, uh, a sports fan. She does like, like baseball. That's the sport she likes most. And now, you know, I, when, the last time I met her, you know, or, or, I mean, I'm sorry, the last time the Phillies were in the playoffs, I had not met her yet. And so now we get to yeah. experience this, you know, Phillies playoffs together. Now she'll be at work when they're playing on Friday. So, you know, we'll have to wait till uh, Saturday. But um, well, j- just looking at, you know, at, at these eras we're talking about, baseball does have a way of like, all right, where was I in my life when this season happen sort of thing you know it's like all right 93 i was 10 uh you know 2011 i just uh i just got married but i didn't have any kids and now you know my daughter just went to school she's 10 years old and this will be all right this will be the first time uh, and i was just telling her about it. she's like yeah my teacher said they're gonna choke in the playoffs i'm going i go they i i go they can't choke they're not expected to to win they could have choked if they didn't uh if they didn't get in there but you can just tell it like we get these weekly emails from their teachers and there's always a note about the eagles or i'm sure there will be one uh about the phillies like I was joking on another podcast that uh, her teacher had this like weekly email and it said, um, you know, yeah, I tore my, I, it said I had a great weekend because the Eagles won um, that made up for me tearing my meniscus. I'm like, you tore your meniscus, but she's pumped because the Eagles won. And it's just like, all right. Uh, yeah, this is kind of how it is uh, here. So I think you're, you're definitely right about that. All right, let's, uh, let's move it forward to this team. We, we have a, a playoff series starting on Friday, uh, Friday afternoon, they're at St. Louis, then Saturday night. And then if they win, it'll be uh, Sunday night. I do love I do love these fall weekends where there's the potential, you know, you're often going to be disappointed. But hey, what if the Eagles stay undefeated? Hey, what if the Phillies cap off Sunday night with a game three win and they move on when no one expects them to? So I just wanted to kind of uh, kind of close out with uh, us saying what what we're excited for. Uh, for this series or for just the Phillies being back in the playoffs? It can be absolutely anything. Why don't you start us off? Sure. So what I'm excited about is like just seeing sort of which random players suddenly become like yes. my like, oh, I'm going to remember this guy forever. You know, like obviously the the, the big one you think of is Matt Stairs against the Dodgers yes. in 2008 with that big home run. But, you know, in 2011, game three one of like my favorite games i remember watching it with a friend and we were just like so tense the whole time you know um and like you know ben francisco hit like a huge three-run homer they they won that game obviously they went on and and did not win win the series and it's you know very heartbreaking but like you know i'm gonna remember this ben francisco the most recent phillies uh home run in the postseason I'm going to, you know, remember that forever because he came up in like a big spot and, you know, obviously didn't do too much. You know, I I believe he came over in the clip Lee trade. So, you know, he was just sort of like a an an extra person in that in that in that deal. And, 
you know, in, in my mind, he's like, oh, he's a Phillies legend. He had a big home run in a playoff game. And so that's what I really uh, enjoy. It's just sort of like looking at like who is going to, you know, especially in, in baseball where a guy can just sort of come up once and, and really make like a, you know, like you hit one shot in basketball, whatever, you know, um, you know, but, you know, in, in, in baseball, a guy can come up once and become, you know, like a, a hero, you know? And so I think that that is what I am most excited to, to see, you know, I want to see Kyle Schwarber hit some home runs. Um, the thing that I really yeah. thought this, this, this would not be a very Phillies outcome, but it would be a very Mets outcome for, for the Mets to somehow lose in the playoffs to Zach Wheeler and Noah Syndergaard. Um, so that is actually what I'm rooting for most to happen. I believe that they'd have to both get to the NLCS now. So it's, 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 it's not very likely. One of my other uh, theories is that it's more fun to root against like the rivals of your teams than to actually root uh, for your team. So I think the Mets collapse coinciding with the Phillies sneaking in uh, certainly was, was nice for Phillies fans. Mine is just very straightforward. It's the guy you mentioned. I'm excited to just 207 Friday afternoon, Kyle Schwarber's up like, you know what? He might strike out, but every time he's up, I'm just like, he's hit this probably, he's probably going to hit a home run here. You know, he's probably going to hit another home run here. You just, uh, he's been a fun character that has sort of entered our lives as Philadelphia sports people kind of unexpectedly. And he comes in and he hits 46 home runs in his first season with the Phillies. And he's like the, the, it feels like he's like the dad or the uncle to all the younger players. He's like the spokesman. Like they're saying all this, the best clubhouse guy, you know, we've ever, uh, ever been around. He's really been their heartbeat through like the ups and downs, uh, of this season, the team spokesman. And so like, just, I, I'm like, I can feel that feeling right now of just like a playoff baseball game that first at bat or like the ninth inning where your team's down one run and you're like, do I, ha do I have faith in this guy who's batting or do I feel like this is going to go absolutely horribly? And usually you're thinking uh, the latter, but with Schwarber, even though he struck out, you know, 200 times, just when he's up there, I'm just like, all right, he he's, he's crushing this bad boy. It'll be uh it'll be one nothing in about 90 seconds here. Yeah, absolutely. That is, that is, uh, <laughs> I'm now, now I'm excited for like, yeah, right. Like first, like the Phillies are going to bat first for, you know, two, two yeah. seven. I am, I am going to be like sitting at, I don't know. I, I guess I'm going to be just sitting at home on my couch, you know, um, just ready to, to watch playoff baseball for the first time. And yeah, in forever. Did you have anything else on your list of things you're uh, excited for, or did you run through them all? I can't. I mean, I said I said this briefly. You know, yeah. I'm I'm very excited to watch a playoff baseball game with my wife on our on our third date in uh, in 2014. We bonded. She told me her favorite baseball player was Bobby Estalea, um, oh, who nice. was a a Phillies catcher in the in the 90s. He was jacked, um, right? He was yeah. Like so I said, guy, I, yeah. I believe my reply was, I was like, oh, the worst player. Named, named in the Mitchell report. Um, I believe that was my <laughs> reply. She was like very impressed that like I knew who who he was. She had grown up. Um, she's she's from the Philly area, but she had grown up um, out in uh, Lansdale, and so she and her family went to like Reading Phillies games a lot when they okay. were when when she was a kid, and so she became fans of like a lot of the players in Reading, and I assume this you know handsome jacked uh, catcher uh, was like, you know, 
um, killing the ball in 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 Reading, and she became a fan. My my <laughs> my uh, you know I like to I like to I like to say uh, you know if I ever meet him I'll I'll thank him for somehow you know inspiring our our relationship to stick together. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, naming random Phillies. It, it is weird how that can find. Like, I remember my freshman roommate in college, like, mentioned Ricky Jordan. And I'm like, all right, I'm in on this guy. Like, we have a common ground. Uh, he knows who Ricky Jordan is. I know who Ricky Jordan is. Uh, we're we're going to be friends here. One other thing I'm interested in, this is probably more of, like, the sort of uh, sports journalism nerdy reporting angle. But uh, I want to see what Bryce Harper does in this series you know he, he he leaves the nationals they win the world series the year after he leaves he gets injured this year the phillies uh play well without him he wins the mvp last year uh not good in september that's 196 in september and october three home runs in 29 games but it's sort of like what you said like especially with these short series now that they have like they're kind of like legacy builders in a weekend, you know, like, like if Bryce Harper hits, hits uh, two home run home runs in back-to-back games or, or two home runs over a three game series. And they're late in the game and they're clutch and the Phillies win like that, that starts to be a legacy shaper. And, you know, not that he needs it. He's had a great career and has made a lot of money, but baseball is weird in that these like very small moments and you don't get a lot of opportunities. Like, like you said, with basketball, you screw up. All right. You can come back down uh, the next trip down the floor like you're gonna get a handful of opportunities each night you're only guaranteed two games and like what version of Bryce Harper are we going to get this weekend like is it gonna be Monday morning and everyone's like oh my gosh I can't believe he struck out uh you know in that key spot or he struck out three times or is it gonna be yeah let's go like this team can win the world series with Bryce Harper playing like this so he's sort of a interesting character uh, I feel like in a 48 hour span a lot can change with him yeah absolutely you know I've been I you know maybe maybe uh you know and I think this is true with uh, with um with Jalen Hurts also is that like you know Philly fans have been very forgiving of Bryce Harper. Obviously, he's been very, very good. But, like, you know, he's come yeah. here and the team hasn't made the playoffs until now. And people are still, like, very, very high on on on, yeah. on Harper. They're kind of similar to how, you know, like, I remember last season when when Hurts didn't play one game and, and Gardner Minshew came in and, you know, p- you know, played, you know, fine. And, you know, some people who, who I work with are like, oh, are Philly fans going – and that's calling for Gardner Minshew. And I was like, no, actually, people are pretty <laughs> reasonable about this. They're like, yeah, you know, like he is all right. But, you know, Hertz has his flaws, but he's the guy who's got to be the, the quarterback. And I feel like that just like was very mature of the of the uh, of, of the Philly sports fans. Like, <laughs> on know. A, on it's a changed. And, and, and so I'm, I'm very I was very happy to, to hear that. And I think the same thing has been true of, of Harper when he's come here and he hasn't you know, he's been, he's been good. He's had some, you know, had some, 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 you know, like you said, he didn't hit well in September, but obviously he won MVP last year and they, but the team hadn't made the playoffs until just now. And, and, you know, when they were in danger of, of, you know, collapsing, I was like, Oh, this is going to be the, the end of the honeymoon for, 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 <laughs> yes. for Bryce Harper. Um, but, you know, he's my favorite player on the team. He's, I'm very excited to see him in the, playoffs and you know you're right he hits two home runs this weekend he's suddenly like you know people love him even even more he screws up maybe it's the start of this Bryce guy we signed him and you know he's never really come through you know right um 
Yeah, it, it could go uh, one way or the other. I'm glad we did this. Po- we were like on the fence. How should we do? You know, we were kind of scrambling. Should we do a Phillies episode? And like just prepping for this and talking to you has me so excited for Friday afternoon just to watch the game. And then the last thing I'm excited for is just for my dad to be able to watch the Phillies in the playoffs. Like in our house, it was always just, you know, growing up, it was like local news at six, national news at 630. And then the Phillies are going to be on. And I, I guess it was more 730, I think, when we were growing up. But it's just like, regardless of whether they were good, terrible, uh, if they were on, whether it was on for background or paying attention, uh, they, they were on the TV. And so it's nice to have like baseball. You got, you got to put in a lot of time to eventually get rewarded. You have to watch a lot of bad baseball to eventually get a moment where you're like, okay, this is actually meaningful. And just, uh, you know, like, like my dad's uh, favorite Philadelphia sports people are not like athletes. It's like Ray Dittinger and Harry Cal, you know, Harry Callis's like voice just in my head, uh, my entire childhood. And so, uh, I am sure there's uh, a lot of people like that. I was with you when you wrote that, like, you don't want to be greedy. I kind of felt that way too. I'm like, listen, we had that run 2007 to 2011. We'll probably never get a run like that again. It's not going to be that painful. Uh, if they lose, everyone's picking the Cardinals. Anyway, I was just looking at the, the gambling odds, the, the Phillies have the worst odds of any uh, team to win the World Series uh, or tied for the worst odds. And so I'm like, these are these are the fun times where it's like not as much pressure you're watching. And there's that possibility, especially best two out of three. I mean, I was explaining to my kids, this is like when you play rock, paper, scissors. Like, listen, there's a lot of things that can, two out of three, uh, there's a lot of variance and you've got pitchers. And so uh, you have that possibility of something special happening, like the next month being amazing, or it could be over in 48 hours. And so uh, that's pretty fun too. That is, that is what's what's great about being the the like rooting for the underdog team in this three game series. Like, well, the Phillies may fluke their way into winning this series, you know, <laughs> yes. and then we get an, at least another week of of playoff baseball to watch. That's right. Yep, it's just like uh, like we said, it's like 2011. They were 102 wins. It looked like they couldn't be beat, and they did get beat, and then it was over uh, with like the snap of your finger. So Dan, thank you for joining me today. You've been generous with your time. This has been, uh, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, anything for you to plug before I'm trying to be like a professional podcast host and give you a chance to plug something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, subscribe to defector media. If you enjoy our work, we are a collectively owned, uh, sports blog. And uh, I also run the Defector store, defectorstore.com. You can uh, mm-hmm. buy a Defector t-shirt mm-hmm. or, or, or sweatshirt. And, and again, read Dan's column on the Phillies. It was fantastic. Listen, we weren't going to get into the, the analytics, the OPS, the, the pitching matchups. Uh, we were here to kind of be two old guys being nostalgic, reminiscing about our favorite Phillies memories and why we're excited uh, for this series. So hopefully... You enjoyed that one. And who knows? Like I, like we said, if they win, uh, who knows what the future weeks uh, hold on the Ringers Philly special pod. There will, I would imagine, be more Phillies content. All right. Thanks again for Dan to Dan for joining me. Ben Solak and I will be back to recap Eagles Cardinals on Sunday night. If the Phils win, hey, we will figure that out. But it's a fun weekend coming up. Everyone enjoy it. And we will talk to you soon on the Ringers Philly special.